You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, here we go. Locked On Lions, Locked On Dolphins, Wednesday crossover podcast. Matt Derry with you. Let's plate it here as we get you ready for Lions and Dolphins on this Wednesday, October 17, and the Thursday, October 18. And it's, of course, brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Hey, you play and you win and you get paid with our friends at MyBookie. Travis Wingfield is my guy for, down in Miami covering the Dolphins for Locked On Dolphins, and he joins me right now. What's up, Trav? Hey, what's going on, Matt? Thanks for having me. Uh, awesome. Four, four and two. Did you think through six games this is where the Dolphins would be sitting right now? Yeah, I mean, I was more bullish on the Dolphins than most, obviously, going into this year. I think everyone expected them to be a tire fire, which I didn't really understand that because they had a lot of core pieces coming back from injury last year, and they just had a lot of weird circumstances in 2017 that caused them to have a bad season. So I thought they, I actually had them at 4-2 and two coming out of this Bears game. I didn't expect it to be with Brock Osweiler, but here we are, 4-2, and two, and uh, looking for another home victory on Sunday. Is this a legit 4-2 and two? Or are you looking at the schedule saying, yeah, they beat Chicago, which was a first-place team at the time, but the schedule is going to start getting more difficult, and, and, and maybe they're not as good as their record shows? Well, yeah, I mean, the, their first three games were all by one possession, but it was because the other team scored late to make the score look closer. So technically they had three 10-point wins to open the season, and that includes a 21 st- uh, nothing start against the Jets in Week 2. They fell flat on their face against the Patriots, had one bad quarter in Cincinnati that cost them the win there. So really they should be more close to 5-1 and one than they are 4-2. and two. So I think that they are a legit playoff contender, but as far as getting in, you know, going in on the road to New England or Kansas City or whatever it might be in the playoffs, that's a bit of a stretch but i think they are a good you know nine ten win team at this point what makes them a nine or ten win team travis what what stands out about this dolphins team that uh, people are talking about down in south florida well, first, they're very good at home. They're 14-5 and five in the last 19 games at Hard Rock Stadium, so they don't lose games down there. Uh, on offense, they found a way to get back to being more multiple and having balance on offense with both the running game and the passing game on Sunday. And this defense has been surprisingly very good. The secondary has come a long way this year. Minka Fitzpatrick is playing like a potential Rookie of the Year candidate in the slot. Xavier Howard's been a lockdown corner on the outside. Rashad Jones, the, the Pro Bowl safety that he's always been. They're really banged up up front. They actually were down four defensive ends in the game on Sunday. But when all those guys are healthy and they have that eight-man rotation on the front line, they can get after you. So the defense has been very good, and the offense has the big play when they need it. You know, you look at the stats, uh, interceptions are are crazy amounts in terms of how Miami has taken the football away, yet given up a lot of yards, too. So what gives as the Lions and Matthew Stafford come to town in terms of how do you look at, at what they're doing defending the pass? I think the stats can be a little misleading because the Patriots obviously gashed them, and that you know that happens sometimes. The Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do that to just about everybody. And then in those first three games of the year, like I mentioned, they got out to some big leads and were just kind of protecting those leads in the second half of those games and pulling the dogs off. So I can understand why some of those yardage came up late in that game. But as far as what they can do against the Lions, I, I do worry about this Lions team because the Lions are so deep at receiver, and the Dolphins have had some injuries in the back end. But the good news is they get Bobby McCain back this week, or they should get him back because his replacement Tory mctire has been awful so getting mccain back will be a big lift for them travis wingfield host of locked on dolphins matt Derry here on locked on lions little wednesday crossover brought to you by our friends at my bookie all right so as far as getting to the passer and and, and getting to matthew stafford and putting some heat on him it looked like trubisky had some time last weekend to throw and obviously he's no stafford yet uh, how do you gauge in terms of how the Dolphins have played? Like you said, with the injuries up front, how much does that hurt them? It's- 
it's really been a close but no cigar type of thing. They're getting pressures at a really good rate, you know, hitting the quarterback and hurrying the quarterback, but they just haven't gotten the sack numbers yet. And a lot of that can be due to the fact that Cam Wake, who has been our all-pro pass rusher for years now, you know, he's 36 years old, has a knee injury. He might be back this week. We don't know yet as we talk on Tuesday night here, but he's been a big, you know, missing factor of this defense. Robert Quinn on the other side is, a, is still a really good pass rusher, and he's getting the job done on his side. But the way they've found pressure so far is dialing up blitz packages which is something they really haven't done in the past under Matt Burke defensive coordinator so if they continue to blitz the quarterback I'm not really sure how Stafford handles the blitz but that could be the the recipe for success on Sunday it's a it's a big gamble to do against Stafford but again uh, I think the offensive line for Detroit has played has definitely played better um you know Adam Gase is getting a lot of love uh, especially for how creative that offense is the bubble screens getting Albert Wilson and those guys uh, those, those big yak uh you know, yak plays and yards after the catch, and then to somehow get Brock Osweiler to beat a, a Bears team that was one of the top defenses in the league. I mean, what what kind of magic went on last weekend? <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, that game, I, I've I've never been a part of a game like that as far as a fan experience because the pendulum swung so many times where you thought you're going to win, you thought you're going to lose, then back and forth again over and over. But as far as Brock Osweiler goes. Uh, he wasn't great. I mean, he had a good game. He did very well on third down to identify pressure and get the ball out of his hands quickly, but he had two really bad picks. You mentioned Darius Slay when you talked on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast with me just a minute ago. That he, you know, Big Play Slay obviously has that name for a reason. I would expect him to have a chance if Osweiler plays to get his hand on some footballs. But, yeah, the creative mentality, the being very multiple, different looks, different formations, You know, a lot of the same plays but out of different formations and just giving the defense something different to look at was the reason for success on Sunday. What's the story with Tannehill? If he's healthy, does he play, or, or do you sit the guy who just beat the Bears? I mean, that that would be and throw and threw for three eighty. I mean, how, what, what, how do you think what's going through Adam Gase's mind today? Yeah, he's very adamant that Tannehill is a starter, and with good reason. I mean, we have to recall that Brock Osweiler, I know this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, but he has been cut by four teams in two years for a reason. So, I mean, he, he is he's a backup quarterback. He got the job done. Typically, these backups will come in for one game and play above their you know their ability, it seems like, sometimes, and then game two, it kind of comes back to earth. So it is Tannehill if he's healthy, but honestly, Matt, I could not tell you if he's healthy or not right now. It could be a 12-week injury. It could be back this week. I really have no idea. Do you like Tannehill? What do the fans in Miami think of him? <laughs> That's Pandora's box, my friend. I, I personally do. I think he has uh, you know, plus ability as far as the physical standpoint, but he's a little bit slow to process things from a, you know, the, the mental side of things. So he's, he's uh, a little bit above average in my opinion, but it's been a long time coming in terms of him kind of getting to this point. So fans have grown tired of him. I still believe in him and support him. I think that he fits good with what Adam Gaze wants to do. But you know, this year has been a, a rough start because of the shoulder injury really kind of slowing things down. So it's back and forth. It's, it's very ambiguous in, with Tannehill. All right, we're talking to Travis Wingfield, Locked On Dolphins, on the crossover here on a Wednesday. You know, so Albert Wilson comes out and says, I'm the best yak guy, yards after catch receiver in the game. Obviously, Golden Tate has held that crown. Um, you know, I'll, I'll ask you, how good is Albert Wilson, this find that they got from Kansas City? And, and I know that the explosive plays last Sunday were unbelievable to watch on, on, on tape. But uh, is he the best yards after the catch guy right now in the league? I mean, he won that game on Sunday, plain and simple. I mean, he took two catches that had 102 yards after the catch combined for touchdowns with four broken tackles combined. So he currently does lead the league in yards after catch, according to our friends at Pro Football Focus. He actually has Antonio Brown beat by about 100 yards atop that spot. 
but I guess more consistency is what you want to see. Because you mentioned Golden Tate, and for my money, Golden Tate's one of my favorite players to watch in this league. Loved him in Seattle, loved him even more in Detroit. So it's close. We'll see. I guess we'll have to see on Sunday. What about the run game for Miami? Frank Gore, you know, 100 years old, but still getting the job done. Uh, Drake, uh, also a pretty good back. What's what's the approach there for Miami in terms of running the football? You know, I really thought coming into the year it would be the Kenyon Drake show, but that hasn't been the case. And he's been a little bit slumpy this year in terms of trying to hit the big play far too often. He keeps on bouncing things when he should just stick his head in the hole and pick up the yards that he has available to him. But luckily, on the other side, you have Frank Gore, who does do that and who is just always so assignment sound and so fundamentally sound. He's always going to be in the right spot. He does great in pass protection. He catches the ball out of the backfield. So it's been a good mix. I just think the reason the Dolphins have had success on the ground has been more because of scheme and they have multiple looks they throw at you on defense so that'll be the way they find you know running yardage in this game on sunday tell me about you know it's interesting you know like you said sunday's game against chicago was such an up and down affair and one minute the dolphins look like look like a four a three and two four and two football team and at times two and four one one and five uh, you know is the vibe in miami like you said you think they're a nine or ten win team would this be a were we you know kind of a believer game if if the, the if the Dolphins were to win and would sway some of the negativity uh, toward the positive side? You know, I don't think so. Just because what I mentioned about playing at home, it's I mean, South Florida is a tough place to play with how hot it is, the humidity. It really does gas teams, and you see it in the fourth quarter, both for the oppos- the opposition and the Dolphins. They both give up so many points in that fourth quarter on defense. So if the Dolphins win another home game, it'll be like, yeah, that's great, we're five and two. But at the same time, until they go on the road and beat a good team, I think team people are going to think this team is really kind of you know not for real. Adam Gase went over the fans. What, what do people think of his performance so far as coach? About the same as Ryan Tannehill. Depends on who you ask. Either they love him or they hate him. And he kind of has that you know no-nonsense mentality about him, kind of trying to be that Bill Belichick, if you will, where he's kind of kind of an ass to the media and just kind of you know doesn't really treat people very well because he's very stubborn and thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, which he probably is as far as football goes. So he rubs some people the wrong way. And, of course, you know, saying goodbye to Ndamukong Sue, Jarvis Landry, Mike Pouncey, Jay Ajayi, a lot of fans didn't like that, but it has had a positive effect on the locker room and the chemistry of the team. So I, I believe in him, I like him, but it, like I said, it depends on who you ask. So the Lions are going to have to tackle. Let's get back to you know the, the bubble screens and a lot of quick stuff, especially if Osweiler is going to be playing. Uh, you know that, that appeared to be the game plan last Sunday, and I'm wondering about this week. As far as, as, far as Albert Wilson? Wilson or anybody, the, the, the short and quick stuff seem to be working, and that's that's where the Lions must tackle if they want to win this game. Yeah, definitely, because that's, that's a big part of the offense, the bubble screens. And like I mentioned with Jarvis Landry, the reason they shipped him out and brought in Albert Wilson and Danny Amendola and elevated Jakeem Grant to a more prominent role on this team is because they want guys to get the ball in space, guys that can block on the edge, and all three of those guys do that pretty well. So it's going to be a big part of the plan. If they can find you in a blitz and get that screen over the head of the blitz, it's good night. That's what happened on Wilson's first touchdown catch in that game against the Bears. So, yeah, that's a big part of the game plan. So if the Lions want to beat the Dolphins, they definitely have to tackle on the perimeter final thing uh what do you think you who, who do you think wins this game uh travis on sunday you know if, if Tannehill was healthy and good to go i would i would be pretty pretty uh, confident in miami with the w like i said playing at home has just been really good to this team the last few years but with osweiler i just don't really believe in the osweiler magic back-to-back weeks i think backup quarterbacks tend to slip back to the regression towards the mean in game number two so i'll say it's going to be a close game either way but if it's osweiler 
Uh, I, I'll say the Lions pull a close one out if it's Osweiler. If the Dolphins have Tannehill, they'll, they'll get the win. Wow, that's crazy. And what about? And I got some buddies in Miami telling me and tweeting to me that you know if it's if the sun is out, the Lions are in the sun, and, and the Dolphins bench is in the shade. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty cool the way they designed it. They have a big hole in the top of the stadium, and the way the you know the canopy, the way the sun comes through, the visitors' bench is in the sun all game long while Miami's in the shade. So it has a big impact on the on the game, and a big reason why they're fourteen and five in the last nineteen games because that's when the restru- or the the remodel took place. Man, oh man! Well, it'll be a fun game. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how this thing turns out. Travis, appreciate the time. Hey, thanks a lot. There he is, Travis Wingfield from Locked On Dolphins right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Little Wednesday crossover edition and the very latest, as we taped that a little bit earlier with Travis, is that, in fact, Ryan Tannehill out already this week with that sore shoulder and will not play Sunday when the Lions take on the Dolphins uh, down at Hard Rock. So Brock Osweiler, it'll be Brocktober again, baby, this coming weekend for the Lions against the Dolphins on Sunday in Miami. Uh, right right now, Lions are installed as a two-point favorite in Miami. How about that? Miami 14 and, uh, what, did, what did Travis say? 14 and 5 in their last 19 home games. Really playing well down there. A 4 and 2 football team, but Vegas likes Detroit. All right, the crossover edition brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Let's tell you about them. Truth is, I don't know who's going to win games. Everybody asks me about betting and who you like and all this stuff each and every week. But what, one thing that I do know, is that you got to go to and trust my friends at MyBookie. That's where you go to place your bets. It is very simple. Very simple. MyBookie.ag is great. When you win, they pay. And you get the lines. It's very easy. The mobile site, it's all very good. Great reviews online as well with our friends at MyBookie. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to us here at Locked on Lions, and they have. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored. You want to bet the baseball games? Go for it. You can do that at MyBookie as well. It is very simple. They're slammed with new bettors. They want to give everybody the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 o'clock Eastern time every night, you're going to get an additional $25 in free play by just putting in the code LOCKEDON25. If you just put in the regular code LOCKEDON, if you're before 7 o'clock, they're still going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. That is very simple. LOCKEDON25 after 7 o'clock, you get an extra 25 bucks. LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N is the promo code. They're going to match your uh, first deposit dollar for dollar. You put in 100 bucks, they'll give you 100 free dollars to play with our friends at MyBookie. It's simple, guys. MyBookie is the best. You got to bet with them. It is my bookie. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the injury report for this Wednesday, October 17th. Lions did get some good news today as both TJ Lang and Ziggy Ansah both practiced today, but both were limited. TJ coming back from that concussion, Ziggy Ansah from the shoulder injury also limited. Folks, I, I got to be completely honest with you, and I'm always honest with you here on Lockdown Lions. Do I really think TJ, uh, TJ Lang? I think TJ is going to come back and play. Do I really think Ziggy Ansah is going to play this weekend? I don't. I don't. And I know it's off a of bye week, and I know that you know the shoulder's been bothering him. He's played in one game. I'm not saying Ziggy Ansah is sitting out in order to get a bigger contract or anything else like that. Not what I'm saying. What I am saying is I just don't see him coming back until he is 100% healthy. There's something going on with that shoulder. And I'm not holding my breath that he'll ever come back and play for the Lions. How about that? But uh, Theo Riddick today, 
uh, did not practice. That was uh, one that was a bit of a surprise today. Uh, a knee injury, did not practice. Full practice for on Johnson with his ankle. Uh, Eli Harold, not injury-related. Uh, full practice. Limited Michael Roberts with the knee. Dolphins got a couple of guys banged up. Uh, Dammy, uh, Danny Amendola did not practice. You heard what uh, Travis said about Cameron Wake, their best pass rusher with a knee, was limited today. Uh, Devontae Parker, a quad injury, was full. Charles Harris, their defensive end, uh, with a calf injury, did not practice. Uh, I know I know what the narrative is out there about this game on Sunday, and I know a lot of fans, especially a lot of Lion fans, are very concerned about this game on Sunday because of the heat, because of the humidity and everything else, uh, because of the fact that the Lions bench is in the sun the whole game and, and the Dolphins bench is not. Um, but I, I truly believe the Lions are going to score a bunch of points in this game, and I think Miami's going to score a bunch of points in this game. I really believe that uh, uh, you know when push comes to shove, this is going to be a game that is going to come down to the final possession. I think Matt Prater is going to have a hand in this game. I think he's going to kick a couple of big ones for the Lions this weekend. I think this could be a 37-34, 44-41 type game. I think it is going to be a shootout. Um, is Miami really this good, a 5-2 and two team? I know all the advanced metric stats say their defense is excellent and their giveaway takeaway is through the roof. Brock Osweiler, folks. Is he really going to beat the Lions Sunday? Isn't it time for Stafford and this team to take off and win a big road game? And I know last year they beat the Vikings on the road. I get it. I know. But this one would be huge. And Matt Patricia made a point today of saying this might be the best team that they've played all year. And they played some good teams. New England, Green Bay, uh, Dallas all of a sudden looks decent. Lions have played some pretty good teams this year. And Matt Patricia says because of where they are at the schedule and where we are in, in, in mid-October and how teams get better, he thinks they might be facing the best team that they've played this year in the Miami Dolphins. Hey, I want to tell you about our pals at Vivid Seats, the online event ticket marketplace, dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. You're looking to go down to see the Red Wings or Pistons? You want to go see the Lions and Seahawks next week? Hop online to Vivid Seats, and they can help you see your favorite teams in person, and it's a tremendous experience, all right? What does Vivid Seats do? Well, they help fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, or as my old buddy Terry Foster would say, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices, and it's an easy purchasing experience. Use the podcast code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and Vivid Seats. We'll give you $20 off your orders of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer of our pals at Vivid. All right, so go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. I had a buddy of mine tell me the other day, hey, what's that uh, promo code? I'm, I'm buying Elton John tickets. Yeah, he saw Elton John. Sir Elton? Or was that Sir Paul, Paul McCartney? All right, anyway, my buddy went and saw Elton John. And uh, used the promo code and saved $20 off his first order. Vivid Seats confirms orders because they're backed by a 100% guarantee. So head online to Vivid Seats. Put in the promo code LOCKDOWN. You get $20 off. Your first order, $200 or more. It's our friends at Vivid Seats. All right, so that'll do it for another edition of Locked On Lions for this Wednesday into Thursday. Love doing the crossover podcast 
on this Wednesday, and we'll continue to do those throughout the season. I want to thank Travis for coming on from Locked on Dolphins. Uh, Tomorrow we'll really get into this game, give you a prediction, kind of break down where the Lions are um, as they are headed on the road to this game. There's some specifics that are really, really mind-boggling when you look at Miami's offense and their defense. Uh, And and look, you're going to watch this game on Sunday, and you're not going to know many of the players for Miami. Like, it's a no-name team. It really is. But they got some good young guys. But I still think Detroit wins in a shootout um, coming up this weekend. And we'll talk more about it tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions on this Wednesday. Thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats and my bookie. We'll do it again tomorrow.